Welcome back, tough men. Nick Robertson here with R.T. Stringer for Season 2, Episode 2 of Tough Men of Faith. Nick, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm over here dying laughing just for you trying to start this podcast Well, off. I think, you know, the Season 2 <laughs> podcast, we're just going to start off by laughing. Um, and we're going to just try and stop laughing and do our intro and see if it works out. Well, we started this by a guest asking, who we'll introduce in just a minute, if lightning can come down and strike us in the podcast room from right. God. So yeah. <laughs> Good thing you have a really good drywaller here who used lead uh, back ceiling panels, and uh, it can't make it through, I hope. I'm not worried about lightning. I think it'll be like Old Testament where the ground will open up and it'll swallow us up. It's probably... Probably just producer Blake. Um, <laughs> That's true. He's the one messing up tonight. Yeah, he, so uh, he just he shut me down really quick a minute ago. That was good. Shut you down? Uh, struck me down? Struck you down. down. Okay. okay. Yeah. I, I did. Sorry. It, that's anyway. not what it sounded like. Let's, uh, let's move on. <laughs> okay. So we got a guest tonight, uh, Matt Reller. Hey guys, I'm really having a blast already. <laughs> yeah, right? He, uh, I couldn't think of where, I knew his name, I couldn't place him for the last, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks we talked about it, and uh, it hit me today. He taught at a marriage retreat that I attended. That you were sleeping through most of the time. Right? Yeah, well, it's what, it's what, what I remember. It was with my first wife. So. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I'm still with that wife. He did an awesome job at the marriage retreat. <laughs> He's still married to her even after the first epi- uh, first season of the podcast. Yeah, yeah first season which, of the yeah. podcast, and she stuck around. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take credit. You for should it, take so. most of the credit. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty bulletproof marriage we have going. So, yeah. Especially if you're in this room. So. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, Matt, we're glad to have you, and um, my pleasure. So, what we do on this podcast is we try to have like a one topic where we spend about 20 minutes talking about it. But one thing we want to do is have guests on. So you're you're our third guest, I think, right? We've had oh, Matt. Yeah. So, yeah. So you're following some pretty big shoes. Yeah. So we had uh, Bill McIntyre, uh, yep. a guy in the church who we had on. And then Matt Barnes, oh, good. You know, Matt Barnes, State I House do. Chaplain, he's been on. So everyone's enjoyed our guests so far, so hopefully that trend oh, continues man. after today. Yeah. I hope. Yeah, don't I, screw I, that up. I have my fingers crossed yeah. right now. So really what we want to do is get to know you, hear your story, because one thing we always do on this podcast is try to let guys see that, hey, it's just average guys. And some yeah. of us, like Nick, are even a little below average. Um, but that <laughs> God can use guys like that uh, to right. do things. I mean, so if God can use Nick on this podcast... He can use others. Wow. And so it's <laughs> just keep coming. So with that, we bring in guys we think that are about average, maybe a little below average. Yeah, thank you. I, <laughs> you're I'm, welcome. I, your gift is not encouragement, is it? <laughs> it is definitely not. God uses me to humble people. Uh, um, good. And so it's working. You in. It's working really well. <laughs> That's why you run in those pants. <laughs> oh, yeah. You want to tell them about the pants? Tell the guys about that? Go ahead, uh, Nick. Go ahead. RT wears spandex when he runs, but he covers them up with shorts. Like any man should. I agree wholeheartedly. Sorry, we were talking about this beforehand. It seemed like not a good idea to bring up, but just now when he said, I humble other people, I thought maybe we should bring this up. Thank you. All right. All right. Let's move on. You're, my, move you're on. my friend today, brother. Yeah. He won't be for long. Um, <laughs> So let, let's start with this, Matt. We just want to hear kind of how you grew up, where you grew up at, and yeah, then kind sure. of go from there. So tell us your story. Well, just a, a church rat, really. I uh, grew up at Indianapolis Baptist Temple. Uh, my parents started a year before I was born. I have been there my whole life and nice. now a pastor there. But I uh, just went to uh, school there. I, I met my wife there. She uh, We started dating when she was in ninth grade. And and so we've been high school sweethearts into marriage now 27 years. Yeah, just uh, definitely did not expect to be in ministry. That uh, wasn't my plan. Grew up a kid that, um, really pretty normal kid, uh, was at the church building all the time because my mom was a teacher and she taught summer school. So I was there 
basically about 365. It's like you had your own room. I, I could have. <laughs> I, I knew every nook and cranny of that building. It was a pretty large building. Uh, but, uh, yeah, just about any ministry in church I've done except for nursery, praise God. It's been amazing how God has uh, just worked in my life. Um, I, I've just always wanted to serve in church, not necessarily full-time back in those days because I wanted to grow up, make money, get married, have, you know, uh, a nice life and all that. And then God called me into ministry and none of that, right? You don't make a lot of money? No, um, not villa money, definitely <laughs> no. not. <laughs> well, you know, I'm a TV preacher now. I don't know oh, if you know this, right? So you can find me on Facebook every Sunday at 11. He's a televangelist. Uh, yeah, so it's <laughs> very nice. Very I'm a pretty nice. big deal. You and Swagger, you are right up there. <laughs> yeah. Just um, just kind of grew up just wanting to just be a part of church, yeah. uh, but I didn't really want to be full-time, you know. That I mean, was never in my equation. I think it's funny you say that. I think a lot of people want to go to church and want to be around the church and don't ever realize that they're going to end up serving in the church. Yeah. I didn't realize it. I thoroughly loved coming to this church when we first started coming, but I had no idea that I would be serving in some way, shape, or form, and now they ask me to do stuff all the time. It's insane. <laughs> well, you always think the people that they use the church are like these super spiritual or they have it all together when you're, you're, you're yeah. kind of a distance from right. it. And then you get to know them, you're like, that dude's just like me. Yeah. So, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Uh, it's amazing. I, I think God just really, he, he uses those that are willing to be used, right? Yeah. And, you don't have to be some uh, highfalutin type of guy that, uh, man or woman, that has it all together and you got uh, the highest degrees and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. You look through the Bible, he just uses those that are willing to be used. Normal people. Yeah, absolutely. So when did you come to Christ? So uh, 15, an uh, okay. evangelist came to church and I just really felt my lostness that mm-hmm. night and I went forward and I still remember the guy, I still remember uh, it, it was his life testimony for whatever reason he was preaching in a trench coat. I have no idea why <laughs> our, our heat was working in the building that night. Uh, but, you didn't drink the Kool-Aid, uh, did you? <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully he didn't offer it that night, that was the next <laughs> night, but uh, uh, no, it, it um, I just remember remember uh, just being under such conviction. And I went forward. Actually, my mom went down with me, and uh, she led me to the Lord, and uh, it was just a really wonderful experience. Nick, can you give me a trench coat for this Sunday? (laughs) I got you. I have a pimp coat. Will that work? (laughs) Nope. It's like levered. Let's go on. So, Matt. Um, Hold on. It was from an old Halloween costume. Okay. I kept it because someone handmade it I, for me. I would have no idea what that is, <laughs> right, so I yeah. don't know what you're talking about. Where was Great. it? Okay. So you came to Christ. How did you know or that you wanted to go into full-time ministry, ministry or God calling you that direction? Yeah, so uh, I never felt that call until, uh, you know, probably age 26, 27, somewhere around there. In fact, it's it's funny. We just talked about this a couple of days ago. I uh, told some people that when I asked Becca, my wife, to marry me, uh, we've been married, I think I already mentioned, 27 years. Uh, she said, uh, yes, as long as you don't go into ministry. Mm-hmm. And that's that's not a joke because she grew up a, a preacher's kid. And um, and she saw the good, bad, and ugly of ministry and didn't want to be a part of it. And I said at that time, that's fine with me. I, I, I don't like speaking in front of people anyway, you know. But when I was working... I was also doing church ministry stuff in a, in a lay position type of way. And it, it was just, it was something that I couldn't get out of my brain that God was calling me to. I didn't understand it at the time, 
But I asked my father-in-law, who was a pastor for many years, and he said, when you can't think about doing anything else, maybe God's telling you that you need to just go into ministry. And to me, I thought, oh, that's great as long as I'm not preaching, you know, because, again, (laughs) I was very insecure at that time and and speaking. And so I I yielded to that, and it was interesting, a, a ministry position working at Lighthouse Mission at the time in their warehouse, which was they took in food and clothing, and we gave it out to people in need. I thought, well, this is it. This is this is what I don't have to preach, and I can be in ministry. And that's where it started. Yeah, that's a great story. I, and then that kind of leads into what you worked at Lighthouse Mission, another mission, right? Yeah, so it was I first started at Lighthouse Mission in January 2000. We merged with Wheeler Mission in uh, September of 2006 maybe 2007, that's a little fuzzy on that date. But uh, yeah, so basically worked for Wheeler Mission until um, 2014 before coming on to the church on staff. Yeah. yeah, and Wheeler, I mean, I could spend a long time talking about that, but probably one of the greatest experiences in my life. Yeah, sure. Working with men who struggled with addictions, who struggled with homelessness and mental health and all those type of things. And it really took me out of my very sheltered world and showed me a different side of, of humanity that I hadn't seen before. Yeah. And really, I think it's there where God developed in me a heart for people. Yeah, that's one reason I want to have you on is because we, you know, primarily our audience is men on this. And then Nick's wife and my wife used to listen. I don't think she does anymore. That's but, good. But I know <laughs> because of Nick, right? Because yeah. of Nick, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, he's offended her enough. Um, so, but we know you have a heart for men and men's yeah. ministry. And the other side is that you've seen men who really struggle um, with addictions and yeah. this different thing. So just to get your thoughts on that and also to, to even talk through how easy it is. It's easy for us to look at guys at a mission and, and not realize that, hey, they, they are just like us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's, um, you know, uh, when I started or before I started at the mission, I always thought you see guys where they're holding signs or just laying out on the street. I just, in my mind, I, I, the word bum came to mind. It's yeah. just like they just need to go get a job and work like I work and like everybody else. And, right. and, and you know, I, I, I don't call them bones anymore, you mm-hmm. know, from there. I, I, I think there's so many reasons why guys are either homeless or addicted. And I just, you just can't uh, categorize them into one thing. So I, um, I learned a lot. I, I learned why uh, addictions happen and, and what the answer is, which, again, I'm going to give you the end of the story on this. We still preach, and they do at Wheeler, that Jesus is the answer. And, of course, yeah, there are people that have mental health issues, and that's a real deal, and there's addictions and, and other things. And there are guys that are lazy, too. I mean, the, yep. that is true. Uh, but whatever the reason that brought them there, uh, God really softened my heart and gave me a lot of understanding uh, about about them and how we could help them. Yeah, it's easy to categorize something from afar. Yeah. You know, and just like you said, you used to call them bums or, you know, we— we refer to them as bums, but until you're put up close and personal with it, right. you know, you can kind of really start to soften a heart or soften your heart. Yeah. Kind of really get down to the root of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I know we don't have unlimited time here, but there's just uh, so many guys I can mention that 
before I would have just, you know, uh, discredited them in my mind or just, uh, you know, disregarded them in my mind as a person I would never learn from. And that's just definitely wasn't true. There was so many guys that we've had guys that were doctors that lost everything because of addictions. We've had guys that couldn't even read or write. And I've learned from all of them. And there's just something that you can learn from somebody if you give it time. We're here to learn from you today. Maybe that's, oh. what, maybe that's what the episode's about so, today. So we have a minute left. Then, a minute right? left. Well, so here's the thing. So there's three things I had. So one, I sent you a, a message and asked you to be on here, and you jumped right on it because I know you love speaking to men. Sure. Um, and you know this podcast reached millions, um, so you want to get your name out there. <laughs> I, I will lessen that amount yeah. as soon as they hear it's me, yeah. So when I asked you for a topic, you had one right away. You came back that yeah. when you had the opportunity to talk to men, you want to talk about lust. Right. So we'll, we'll get there. The, the other two things, we'll talk about that. One is that that I think you're a great leader and guys can learn from your leadership. Thank you. So at, at your church, you followed a really dominant personality, a, a good leader in the church world, mm-hmm. and you've had to step into some really big shoes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, some, and a difficult season with this, what the church has went through in the last five years. Not your church, but this global church. Um, yeah. So yeah, this one of I didn't prep you for this, but like, what would be your leadership advice or what have you learned in being a senior leader the last, have you been there six years? Yeah, the end of this year would be my sixth year. So if you had to give one thing, like here's, here's what I've learned in leadership. This is what I would encourage you guys. Okay, to I'll give you one A, one B. One A is... And he's a preacher. <laughs> I'm sorry. I actually have three other points. Uh, but one uh, uh, A is you have to be you, right? I, I can't be the people that were before me. God gifted them. Uh, and the uh, way he's gifted them, and he's gifted me. So you have to be you. Uh, you and I went to a uh, thing where we heard uh, Ed Young, we uh, did. Jr., and, and he said those, you know, you be you. Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, that is so true, and that was so helpful. And then uh, one B is that, hey, God didn't make a mistake when he put me here. And because I, you know, and I think most guys have some sort of insecurity. Uh, they just don't like to talk about it or show it. Uh, but I have I've had such insecurity that I would just question myself all the time. But what helped me get over that hump, and I still have to remind myself, it's like, well, I'm going to be who God made me to be. And then also, God put me in this position. So, so my leadership advice is, hey, you be who God made you. And you just keep on pressing on until God moves you to someplace else. That's that's really funny you say that. I just had a conversation an hour ago in the back of the uh, podcast recording studio with another guy. And he said the exact same thing. He said, I don't know exactly where I'm going to go, but I feel that I'm being called here to lead in this position for now. And he said, I'm going to do it like I do it. I'm not going to do it and change myself to be like somebody else and how they do it. Mm -hmm. And it's just really funny that you say that. Yeah. Yeah, I you think know, it's important. I just had yeah. this conversation an hour ago with somebody else. And <laughs> well, he actually told me those notes, yeah. right? So. I, you saw him out in the parking lot, <laughs> I did. I was okay. so thankful. He's <laughs> trying to take Nick's out in the parking lot with here. Yeah. But so leadership, the, the other thing about you that, that I've appreciated over the last few years is that you're, you have the gift of encouragement, hmm. especially encouraging other guys. So when I showed up at Villa, just in a difficult season in my life, the church life, a lot going on, you walked in on day one. I didn't really know you. I mean, I knew of you. Um, I don't know if we ever met in person, really. 
Not really. And you walked into the office when no one else even worked here. I was here by myself at the church. Right. Walked in, prayed over me, uh, talked to me. And then from that, we started meeting once a month. We've been doing it for yeah, a long time. Yeah, five years ago. You just going to see if you're going to get cold feet and see if you had to preach again on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so talk about the important, like, what is it in your life that drives you to en- encourage other men? Well, I think part of it is I, I like to be encouraged as well. Um, I don't like to be around negative people. You know, and in ministry, you're around people that are going through negative situations. That's different. Uh, you can be around critical people, and I just, I just can't stand that in people. And I, and you know, um, I don't want that in me as well. And I know that encouragement uh, is so important. And 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 just to guys, I I think again, I go back to insecurity. I think most people, especially most guys, have a level of insecurity, and they need to be encouraged. No, you're doing okay. Just keep on going. Just keep on pressing on. And so I, I think that's part of it. And I just think it's my natural nature. Yeah. So Yeah, I agree. I think Nick's going to make fun of how I word this, but let's go ahead and start laughing now. Let's hear it. I think that men need cheerleaders yeah. like other men. And I can't think of a better way to say it, but producer Blake has a look on his face. And I'm about to smack off if I go over there, but here's you what better I'm saying. Qualify that. You here's what qualify. I'm saying. <laughs> that you take your average guy, and he's married, he has kids, and, you know, who's encouraging him? Like, right. who's cheering him on, saying, hey, you know what? You're doing a great job as a dad. Because when he sucks as a dad, we'll go to him. We should if we're battle buddies and yeah. say, listen, you need to be t- with your family. You know, right. you need to spend more time with your wife. Yeah. Yeah. But when he's doing a good job as a dad, like, who's encouraging him? Yeah. And, and so and when he's his working wife. every day. His yeah, wife's giving him special encouragement. Well, you, I'm not talking about that type <laughs> of encouragement, Nick, but... <laughs> who are his guys that's building them up verbally, yeah. right, and letting them know? Who are his battle buddies? His battle buddies yeah. that aren't just going to him on a negative, but right. telling him he's doing a good job. So yeah. I, I think Paul, I mean, you look at Paul, the Apostle Paul. Yeah. He was a guy that was very, he could be very confrontational, mm-hmm. but he was also an encourager as yeah. well. And whether it's Timothy, Titus, or, or who, whoever. And I, I just think that's important for us to yeah. do. Yep, I agree. All right, Matt, I know I said that we had three things, yeah. but you are really a long-winded preacher. I'm so sorry. I <laughs> Which, know. I'm working on it. Because <laughs> I know when you came to preach at Villa, I was like, hey, man, we're used to about like the 25 to 30 minutes, not that hour to hour and a half that yeah. you usually preach. So. Which just means you're a lot smarter than I am. That's why you can preach longer, I think, is what it is. So um, Nick's over there trying not to say anything. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm just trying to mind my uh, P's and Q's here. <laughs> you know. Is this the first? <laughs> yeah, this is the first time this week that I've tried to do that. I'm trying Good. to turn over a new leaf. All right. So what I would say was, so we try to keep our episodes about 20 minutes because our guys have a really short attention span. Sure. Uh, So we're going to split this one in half and do part two next week and come back and talk about lust all in one episode. Okay. Sounds good. So, but before we wrap it up, we have a speed round Um, and we're going to do that today instead of waiting until next week to throw that out there. Okay. Three questions. That should be good. Three questions. Are you ready? I'm nervous. Who would play you in a movie? Oh, without a doubt, Dwayne Johnson, you know, The Rock. (laughs) What do you think, Nick? You're built about like the rock. Yeah, thank yeah. you. It's so so encouraging. <laughs> Good thing this isn't on video. Remember the um, rock's hair though back in the day, like when he first came to WWF. I, I watched it. Oh yes. man, it was that was awesome that was haircut life. he had. <laughs> and then he just started shaving it. He became then yeah. he became the rock. Yeah, Matt has his new haircut. Yeah, yeah, and his and his muscles oh, without yeah. the tattoos. But anyway, it's like you work out at Vasa or something. <laughs> I do. Yeah, maybe I've seen you there before. <laughs> I Number go early two. morning. Yeah. <laughs> Number two, a book that you would recommend the guys to read B 
besides the Bible? I know you're pastors. You're going to say everybody needs to read the Bible. Besides that, what's a book you recommend? Yeah, I'm going to throw this out here, and it, it it's uh, I'm a Baptist guy, but this uh, fresh wind, fresh fire. Oh, Jim Simble. Yeah, uh, it was just I read that at a time that I really needed that, mm-hmm. and it was just has always been one of my favorites. So. I read that book every year. Do you? Yep, I read it about 15 years ago, and same. I, I love it. Yeah, yeah, great book. I'll check it out. Check it out. I have a couple <laughs> copies in my office. If you want great. to grab one? You loan me one? I I will. Third question: If you could go back in history and meet one person besides Jesus, uh, man, who would it be? That was my answer. I know. Um. Oh my goodness. I don't. So I am going to go Bible instead of like U.S. history or world sure. history. Uh, I've been always fascinated with Old Testament Joseph. Mm. Like he had. I mean, to me, he's an ultimate guy. He had so much junk thrown on him, most of which he didn't cause. And he just always chose to be better and not bitter. And I just, I would love to just see how that all just worked out in his life. Yeah, that's great. And that even leads into next week's topic right. of a guy who ran from lust, who oh, had right. the opportunity, right? Very good. So yeah, so yeah, join us next week for Tough Men of Faith. Thanks for listening today. Next Thursday, another episode drops. See you.